Welcome to Moody's Mixer, Winning with Prostate Cancer. I want to thank you for joining this episode of a financial series. <laughs> Absolutely. We Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to gather on this Wednesday check-in. We check in with each with other. Us. We check in on how we're God's doing, but we check in to learn, to glean, to, to guide, to grow, to develop. So I just want Help you to us hang develop in, in our finance, Lord, with Mr. Tonight. Moody. And Lord, Hope we just thank you for show. his... His We're willingness, we right thank you for it. his spirit, we thank you for his time, his talents, his energy. We thank those who have logged in, those who have streamed in, those who have zoomed in. We just ask that you bless now. Let it be increase in our lives, but help us understand the purpose of value and our service to you, knowing that all things come from you, O oh God. We thank you and we praise you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Absolutely. Right. Well, with this episode of the financial series, uh, what we're going to do is cover wealth and we're going to have a three part series. And today's series or part, we're going to cover three things and that what does God think about our wealth? What is God's covenants with us and God's promises regarding abundance? And so I want to welcome you to this financial series. I am your host, Corey Moody. And for over 20 years, I've been providing services as a CPA and, and a certified valuation analyst. Uh, I'm also a, a world champion uh, 400 meters runner, uh, a master's runner. And as an athlete, you know, we always had to prepare uh, and determination is, is kind of the key to us winning races or performing well. Well, that combination is no different you know, as it relates to our, our success in finance, you know, preparation, determination of fighting through. And this speaking from my years of experience as an accountant and valuation analyst, you know, I just want to kind of share my life experiences and some changing information on, on God's value as it relates to our finances. So what I want to do, you know, I'm going to kind of start right off the bat and just go ahead and hit it hard and running. You know, um, Genesis 13, 2. And in Genesis 13, 2, God is speaking with Abraham. And he's telling, this is what he says. Abraham had become very wealthy in livestock and in silver and gold. So he's with Lot. Lot and Abram, Abr Abr I'm sorry, Abram, he's not Abraham yet. With Abram, they hanging out. They just just like business partners, boys. They but they relatives, they're cousins. So they're hanging out, but they got so much. Because if you go to Genesis 5, 7, it talks about now Lot was moving about with Abraham. So they was hanging together. That's what they're saying. He also had flocks of herds and tents, but the land could not support them while they were together. The land couldn't support them while they were together. Why? For their possessions were so great that it was not able for them to stay together. So they had so much wealth, they couldn't stay together. So we talk about wealth and the people's value, and we, and we watch the news. You hear all these people about what their wealth is, what their, what their net worth is. And they had so much that they had to split up. So what kind of happened, you know, that 
the 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 herdsmen they started they started bickering amongst each other, and so Abraham said, "Look, Lot, we we got too much going on here. That's good. We're gonna split up, and we'll we'll, we'll get back together when we need to." So, so in, in eight, I think that's yeah, eight. It says, "So Abraham said to Lot, let's not have any more quarreling between you and me, between your herders and mine, for we are close relatives." So they say they were so they were blood. If not the whole land before you, let's part company. If you go to the left, I go to the right. So they split up to make all this stuff happen. Now, then we know what happened in 14, you know, when Lot left, you know, in 14, 15, 16, Lot left, and Abraham had to come fight and get them. But I want you to hear something on what, what, what really happened because we can't forget what we have to do. And you know, if you heard me in the previous ones talk about we gotta work, we gotta have faith, we gotta do things. And to show you, so Genesis 4, 15, during the night, Abram divided the man to attack them and, and he rooted them, pursuing them as far as Habad, north of the, the Mecca. So he gave them instructions. So they were already prepared. Only thing he had to do was just give the word. Now, just to see that God don't want, you know, want us to have possessions or wealth. Let me just kind of keep going. This is right still in Genesis. He recovered all the goods and brought back his relative Lot. So he went back, he got Lot. But not only did he get Lot, it says, and his possessions, together with the women and the other people. So not only did God say, go fight to go get Lot out of trouble, but get all my stuff that I gave to you, I promise you. They had to go fight and get it. So then, you know, what kind of happened? Okay, so let's just kind of keep this in present tense. Because what happened after that, it's about the covenant. So we're saying now that God does not have a problem with our wealth. As a matter of fact, he's telling us to guard it, fight for it. And you fight for it with people that's in your tribe, that you related to. And sometimes relation who you related to is not always blood. But can you get in together to really fight for what I promise part of my covenant? Now, we're going to talk about the covenants now because the covenants, we talked about what did God say to Abraham at the very beginning. So let me get there. You know, I don't know it off the top of my head like Brother Cheney does, but I'm going to do my best. But in Genesis 9, 12, right? He says, I established my covenant with you. Never again will all life being destroyed by waters of flood. Never again will nor flood destroy the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you. Now listen to this. And every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. 
Now, I remember when I first got saved and, you know, you know, I just thought people always wanted to kind of sound good, like they was real spiritual. So I was like, okay, you know, and I remember people saying, I'm from the, I'm from the, the seed of Abraham, you know, and that I said, that, that must be something to be proud of, to be from the seed of Abraham. So if we from the seed of Abraham, we believe that, and in Genesis 9, 12, he says, all our generations. Now, that's just, that's one covenant, right? But then, check this out. So what happens when you have a contract? So covenant is that contract between us and God. And what I believe, that all of the terms of our contracts are different. All of us don't have the same articles and, and, and things in the contract that we might have to do on both sides. That means, you know, God's telling us what he's going to do, but we got stuff to do too. But to show you how powerful covenants are, in 17.2, after they had fought and everything and, you know, he, he brought the possessions back, he saved the possession, God was so proud of his obedience and his tenacity. He came back in 17, 2 and said, then I will make my covenant between me and you and greatly increase your numbers. So he got a raise. He said, you gonna make more money. Y'all remember that? More money, more money. Okay, let me stop. I'm, I'm sorry. Wrong, wrong crowd, wrong crowd. I'm sorry. So now if you go down to 17.6, he says, I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you and kings and come for you. So he is telling us, keep his covenant. We're going to get an increase. Now it's a little different. So I'm kind of back up now, because when we talk about labor, and you know, I kind of, kind of built that up back in one, two, and three, on part one about value. We have to understand labor, how valuable labor is, and labor is something you don't take for granted. So we have to understand, hey, what is going on with this labor? So when he went to Sodom to get Lot, Sodom was so happy, you know, he wanted to try to make a deal with Abel. He said, look, just give me the, 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 your, your, your people. You can keep the possessions. He told Abram, you can keep your possessions. Give me your people. Because what he knew was, if Lot can make possessions like this with his labor, I don't need his possession. Give me the labor. Give me the processes and the systems. I think I'm smarter than him. I can make more money. Now, of course, we know that wasn't true because he wasn't serving God. But he knew that if I had his labor, I can build great wealth. So it's important to understand our value. So when we go out in the marketplace, we understand it. So it always amazes me, you know, I, I, when I watch certain things on TV, in, in, in MSBN or ESPN, 
They're always talking about a contract that an athlete has, how much he signed for for so many years. So they always want to talk about certain people and certain demographics, what they are earning, not what they're worth or building wealth. Because if that number, so that, that labor, because athletes, entertainers, or even employees, we are labor for someone else who producing revenue if we're not producing and billing our own revenue and signing our own check. So the question is not that it's bad or good if you do either one or the other. It's about understanding your value that you get fair market. So what kind of happened doing all this? You know, if, if we go back, we understand that the covenants and the promises kind of go hand in hand. I want to take you to 15, Genesis 15, 13. And just tell me if you ain't heard this before. So Genesis 15, 13 starts like this. Then the Lord said to him, know for certain that for 400 years, your descendants will be strangers in a country, not their own, and that they will be enslaved and mistreated there. Now, I don't know if this is the only place I didn't read this, but I ain't seen that movie before, I think somewhere, or I saw the rerun. So then it says, but I will punish the nation that serves as slaves, and afterward they will be come out with great possessions. So, okay. We didn't go into business. We didn't do it right the first time. But I'm going to give you another chance. You're going to be enslaved. But you got to come out of there. And if you come out of there, you're going to come out with great possessions. Okay? And I don't know. Maybe I'm misreading. I'm you know, maybe, you know, all this diet I'm on just with juice and man, my brain going crazy. I don't know, but I'm just reading what was written in Genesis. Yeah. Way before 14, well, forget it, let me stop. Uh, let me stop. So this happened a long time ago. So we got to understand that we got some work to do. So what does that really look like? So if we go to kind of God's promises in 17 again. Mm. Let's go back there. I'm sorry, guys, you know, like I said, I ain't like Brother Cheney over there and just, just, just zoom. <laughs> Y'all hear my wow. paper sliding and all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> trying, to, trying to figure it out. So let's go Let's go back to 17.6. No, you own it, brother. Right, and we already talked about 17 to we talk about increase the nation that I would make you fruitful. Yep. And so 17 6, I was making fruitful, I would make nations of you, and kings will come from you. Okay. I don't think he was done. Because after all that happened, he still came back and said, you know what? Now you're Abraham. He changed his name. Why did he change his name? Was it to have a new identity for him to think even bigger? 
Because if we stay maybe with Abram, maybe he's not going to grow. So I'm going to give you a new name. Let alone, of course, have children. You know, that's you know that's other part of the story. But we got to really believe if we're from the seed of Abraham, hmm. we got to stop worrying about can we have wealth. So wow. I've been around for a while. So. And I, I kind of hear this. Maybe it was just a dream. Maybe I was just dreaming, and what I didn't really hear this come out of real people's mouths. <laughs> but don't worry about it. Lord going to bless you. Just do this for me. You just come here and do that. Lord mm. going to bless you. Mm. We got some stuff we got to do. Remember, faith without works is dead. Yeah. So that wealth is important. But we got to fight for it. Abram did. He just wasn't giving to him, you know, Jenny in the bottle, Lord, Jesus, I'm praying to you, you know, let me hit the lotto. And you can say, I ain't playing the lotto. You don't play the lotto. You don't go to the casinos. No problem. But you get on your knees at night, pray, and then you're going to sit on the couch and watch TV all day. Mm. That sounds like a gamble to me. Wow. Because it tells me if I do the work, all I got to do is do the work. What's preventing us, ourselves, myself, from working? Mm. Is, is it the mindset of understanding value? So that's why that value piece is so important. Yes. Because if we don't understand our value, we're going to continuously work for free. So I want to read something else to you. So when Abram and Sodom, he said, look, I don't want nothing from you. You can't have my people. I said, but I'll tell you what you can do. Feed my people. Pay for their room and board. That's what he said. That's in the Bible. I'm going to find it. It's in here. I'm going to find your room, pay your room and board. And I want you to pay my men their fair wage because I don't want you saying you made me rich. He don't want nobody to make him rich, but his own efforts. Just let us sink for a minute. He wanted them to pay my man fault. They saved your people side him. I, I got my cousin back. I got all the possessions. You didn't want that. You wanted my labor. I'm not going to let you pimp me like that. I'm going to keep my people because I'm going to take care of them. I'm going to pay them the wages they're supposed to be paid. So these are Abram's people who were servants, herdsmen, you know, some slaves, but they all got paid. They got paid their value for the work that's done. See, there's nothing wrong for going to work for wages. But don't take advantage of me. Don't create laws and things that I don't have the same playing field. We got to live in the playing field. And the only way for me I can do it is through God. Because we can say it's so stacked against us right now if we want to. My, my. But if I believe what I'm reading, 
ourselves, when we give an excuse, I couldn't come over the obstacles. And you gotta get the obstacles. It doesn't matter. Wow. You gotta fight through. Yeah. So I was in what's Genesis 15, 13. Mm-hmm. About the slavery and, 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 and us coming out of there. When I mean us, I mean the us people of God. And I know, you know, I'm gonna get said I'm talking black and white and all that. Cause you know, these are people of the same race and nationality back here in Genesis. Mm. But sometimes they take that process or system and they, they change the name. Yeah. And call it something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember I, I I talked about when I went to go hear my dad speak, and he talked about diversity. He said, "Y'all talking the same stuff thirty years ago when I was here. Y'all just changed the name." Yeah. This four hundred years been here before, two thousand years. You know, four, you know, ten thousand years ago. He talked. He s- talked about the four hundred years. So I'm saying that we got to get through this. So when you watch TV and here's some of some of your assignments, because we got to condition our, our minds to be different. And I talk, you know, they, they talk about mental health, just how important it is. You know, we had these great athletes who've been breaking down and coming out saying men, you know, that mental health has been affected. Well, when you go through slavery, what you think about yourself, those things kind of get passed down. So if you see your ancestor, the, you know, labor was worth zero, you might think that too. So that's why just giving you forms and stuff right now has to be secondary. Mm-hmm. Because we got to break these strongholds in our minds. And I'm yeah. just telling you what I'm reading in the Bible. So let's go to 1423. Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay. So this was after they have fought and and all that good stuff, right? And so Sod, this is what I told you. Sodom was all happy, right? Then King Solomon said to Abel, give me the people and you keep the goods for yourself. Remember I said that? Okay. Mm-hmm. What Abraham said to the king of Sodom with raised hands, like <laughs> that, he was like, that ain't happening. I have sworn an oath to the Lord God most high, creator of the heaven and earth, that I wouldn't accept nothing belonging to you, not even a thread or a strap or a scandal, sandal, so that you may never be able to say, I made Abram rich. Mm. I was accept nothing but what men, what my men have eaten and the share that belongs to them who met, f- f- to the men who met, who went with me to fight. They just, just give them their share. And sometimes that's all certain people asking for. Just give us our share. But we have to be able to quantify that to even make a request. So we only, so we go with our gun, not even loaded, because whatever we're told, we like, okay. But when we know our value, 
it makes a big difference. Now, here's the importance of, of, of wealth. Because with wealth, you can build on. Value is kind of like how much you earn every year. Because if I know my value, I know what to charge you. But you got to know, you got to build on that. So you need value, understand value to build wealth. And so what happens when you build wealth, that's what you get to pass down to generation to generation. So my earnings, my job, regardless of what it is, when we stop working, when we stop being able to produce, we're not earning anymore. But if we have enough set aside, our wealth is so great, we can live off our wealth and then we can pass it down. We can really move forward. That's the importance. That's what God says about wealth. And we got to come up with our own covenant, our own con. God's given us a contract and he's given us blank lines. Say, you put it in, you put in what you want. You got better justify it. The Abram justified not only what he had, he justified an increase after the battle. That's when God came back. And remember, he added that extra, that, that, that new contract. And see, what we got to understand, this is take, you know, athletics, especially let's take the NFL. Because see, the NFL, those players do not have guaranteed contracts. They can get cut and, no, and the owners owe them nothing. But that TV contract still paying the NFL. Oh, of course, they got a CBA. They got to collect a bargaining agreement. The players get paid. Yeah, it goes into a group fund that as a non-playing or retired player or a cut player, I don't have access to that like that. I may have a retirement because if I played so many years, the point I'm just trying to make is we got to understand what we earn as wages is different than what our that what our wealth is. And that's why wealth is so important. So in the next two series of this part about wealth, we're going to talk a little bit more about the wealth, the, the, the world's perspective. And then the following week, we're going to talk about our perspective. So we're going to bring some of these things home about truly understanding wealth. So that's really all I kind of have for this evening. And I want to thank you for, for listening to this, this financial series. And I'm just hoping that it helps you gain some knowledge and kind of some understanding, you know, of God's value for us, you, and our finances. So I don't want you to miss next week's episode. You know, we're going to start at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and hopefully uh, we'll have the, the Zoom back up the way it's supposed to be. And I just want to say, hey, I'm Corey Moody. <laughs> and, you know, you can follow me on Facebook, 
on YouTube and other social media platforms. Uh, I have a podcast. I will be rebroadcasting this on the podcast this evening. Mm -hmm. And I, I just want to say, see you next week. Have a blessed and prosperous week. That's what's up. E.M. Hill, uh, Corey, says, pass it down. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children and his children's children. That's what E.M. Hill says in the chat. Um, you know, thank you again for for that awesome. You you said so much tonight. One of one of the things I'm gonna touch on is that covenant. That covenant is a contract, and that people don't understand the contract. And and uh, sometimes people think their value is just attached to that contract. You know, is you know I often tell people that that really, and I know I sound crazy saying this, but my money doesn't come from a job. My money comes from my source is God. God gives uh, 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 my, 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 my resources. He provides for me. Uh, one of the things is, is because I have that covenant relationship with God. Uh, just, just awesome man tonight in a good way of looking at it. Abram ha had a lot on his back. Uh, before he became Abraham, Abraham signified the newness, the shift, and that's what needs to happen in all of our lives, especially with the value. So Abram was considered this. One thing I want to share, and then I'll let everybody go, is the fact that Abram was told to go. He was not given instructions. He was not told where to go. He, just, he was told to go and he received instructions just by going. Sometimes we just need to be obedient and go. And sometimes you have to go to grow. So again, thank you again, my brother tonight for all that you continue to do. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, I need you to follow uh, Mr. Corey D. Moody, CPA, CVA, that is a certified valuation analyst. I got it. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Listen, I've never been good with that. Boy, they used to tear me up in the military. But yeah, CPA, I always knew what that was because if you don't have a good one, you up the creek. So who you rolling with? Abram had Lot. They were cousins, but they stuck together. They in increased their wealth together collectively and was able to grow to amass great wealth to pass down to generation to generation. So again, I wanna thank you for listening to this episode on wealth. Again, you can listen to me every Wednesday at the Renaissance Fellowship Wednesday evening check-in at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Also, you can check me out on YouTube, Wonder What Prostate Cancer, No Fear Necessary. Also on Facebook and also on Instagram. And again, you can listen to the show live. You can watch it live video on the webinar through Zoom. So we're doing the Zoom webinar where we want you to be involved because we're going to be having polling questions and it's going to be interactive. So we need you to get signed up for the webinar. Go out to coreymoody.podbean.com. There's a link on the website for you to sign in for the webinar. You have to sign in one time. Once you sign in one time, you're good for the rest of the series. And again, these questions are anonymous. So no one's going to know who's answering what, what they're saying. But that, but that is the freedom that we need to get this financial freedom. And so we can move forward. 
Again, I want to thank you for checking in. Good. Next week, the Renaissance Fellowship, Wednesday night check-in. And again, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and the webinar. Again, thank you. Have a great week. God bless.